Welcome. <laughs> Entitled Get Shorty. My name is Al Goldeneye Unicorn, and I am damn sure on the other end of this microphone, I have Phil from Arash's Cards. Oh, <laughs> mate. How long was that? That was that was a good couple of seconds you left me hanging. It wasn't as long as it as it has been. You know, I, I I've I've tried to make it shorter. Yep. Well, yeah, you don't want to just leave dead airspace <laughs> for the listeners. Um, but episode twenty nine, get shorty. We are going to be talking about the dwarfs. Which uh, look, let's face it. I think we've put the dwarfs off for quite a while, and we just had to rip this band aid off and get it done. Yeah, yeah, I think um, oh, obviously dwarves are a very polarizing one, and we'll get to that when we start talking about them. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it was about time. It was about damn time we right. gave these small gentlemen the attention they deserved. Exactly, exactly. Um, but in the meantime, um, what is the first section again? Sticking to true, true <laughs> classic two guys, one dice cup uh, format. Uh, the, be, uh, oh, no, on the games front, what have you been playing? No, it's on the games front. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaming, games, 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 games. What have you done? I have played games. Right. Talk about them. You've been to any tournaments? I have. Uh, no, but I've played Blood Bowl. Good. Um, I have had. Three games of Blood Bowl in person and one game online since we last spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, the Aberdeen uh, Blood Bowl League ABBC uh, kicked off new season a couple of weeks ago. Well, start start of August, and um, I've taken Norse this time round, and I am currently. Three wins out of three. Oh, cheeky boy! What's the um, what's your brief overview? What have your scores been? Uh, two one, uh, two one, one nil. Okay. So, um, I've they've, they've been odd matches in a sense. Like my first match uh, was against uh, a new player in the league. And he was running humans. And I got about halfway through the first half after I'd scored in his drive. Um and was well stalled until the end of his drive and scored in it. And then score I scored a couple of turns in three turns in maybe into my drive mm-hmm. to make it two nil. And then I thought, you know, I, I mean I can I could have I could have held out and made it two nil. Uh, and just uh, pitch cleared him, but I decided that would have been a dick move. Yeah, you've got to uh, pick your balance. So I didn't, and I played a sort of almost like a like a, a third of the game coaching him mm-hmm. effectively. Um, I walked him through scoring a touchdown. Um, what I would do to do that and to also kind of open up the game so he had an opportunity to maybe get something if, if certain stuff happened, which it sure as shit did. Yep. And uh, after he'd scored, he rolled a blitz. Uh, it was only two turns left, one each. And then he rolled a blitz, which allowed him to get pretty much uh, conquers deep in my half and almost score again. 
<laughs> I almost coached him into uh, coach my, uh, my opponent into a two-two draw with me, uh, but thankfully he failed something in the last turn and uh, I didn't I didn't score. Um, uh, so that, that that was good. Um, so going going from what could have been a pitch clear in a three-nil or a two-nil uh, to uh, near, nearly gifting my opponent a draw because I'm a nice guy. Um, uh, classic Blood Bowl. Yep. Um, what um, what race then, was he using? What team was he using? Humans. 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 Um, I did. I, I killed one of his players, and um, I think I MNG'd another one, and most of his team was KO'd for the first half. Well, uh, I had a, a good a good run through just getting dice on his players. I fouled a couple of players. I I I, I was just kind of. Easing myself into the new season, really, uh, but yeah, it was it. Well, you you gave him you gave him the blood bowl experience. That's death, yes. death and violence and touchdowns. That's it. Yeah. Second game was against uh, Jamie uh, JC, uh, uh, previous Granite Bowl winner, um, and he was running Chaos Chosen. Um, so his team had been through a redraft. Um, so it was reasonably well developed. So, um, I was kind of hoping not to get murdered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the flip side, uh, it was me doing the murder. <laughs> 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 I uh, took out his uh, his Minotaur, uh, in I think it was, I think it was turn three. Um, I got rid of it with a block, um, and uh, gave it a niggling injury. Um, and then I smashed his team about and uh, scored in his drive um, again. And then I scored in my drive. I scored quite early in my drive, but I also took out a um, Chaos Warrior as well. I casually did a Chaos Warrior. Um, or was it a Beastman? No, I, I killed a Beastman and I, ca- I KO'd a Chaos Warrior that didn't come back until right towards the end of the game. Um, and I think I left him with like three turns to score or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made it pretty hard for him and uh, he managed to squeak it through uh, to get uh, the touchdown. So that one finished 2-1. It was quite costly though because I lost uh, an Ulf um, to a uh, niggling injury as well. So I had that missing for my, my last game, which was against uh, another fa- fairly new player. Um, he was uh, on his uh, third league game by yep. this point, so he was running lizards. But his lizard team took an absolute pasting uh, off some ogres the previous game. That can so he was can down, happen. Uh, yeah, his team. He was down to. I think he had eight legitimate players. Oh wow! And then he had uh, three skink journeymen, or maybe it was four skink journeymen. I can't remember. Uh, but he was missing a Saurus as well. But I mean, even even with that, he outstrengthed me. Um, I only had eleven players as well. I had enough for a Bloodweiser keg, and inducements because I had, I ran slightly less than he did. Um, uh, Bloodweiser keg didn't really make much difference. Um, I had a couple of players off, but I mean, I I badly hurt one of his. Uh, Saurus in the in the first half and 
took out a couple of skinks, KO'd a couple of other ones. Uh, at one point, he only had one skink left um, and managed to squeak in a 1-0. I nearly didn't get a 1-0. I stopped him from scoring in my drive uh-huh. uh, quite comfortably. But then I miscounted uh, squares uh, and also, while I was doing that, forgot that the Norse had drunkard, uh, which meant that you needed to roll a three up for uh, GFIs or rushes or whatever, rather than a two up. Um, so the, the Norse lineman, rather. Um, so I left my one of my Valkyries overly exposed and uh, lost the ball, but then managed to win it back eventually and uh, and score. But I think at the, that point, there was, we each had only like five or six players on the pitch each. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, most of the players were either KO'd or injured. Um, uh, so it was a quite a, a tough, brutal game. Um, but it came out that one 1-0 one as well. Yep. Um, so, so quite happy with that in the league so far. So with, you know, I know you've talked about your games there, but um, what skills and stuff did you pick up during those three games to, to bolster the team? So... Um, the players that have skilled up, I have skilled up. Uh, one of the Ulfs has got block, and both of the Valkyries have got block. Um, normally, I would put wrestle on um, on one of the Valkyries, but there's quite a lot of stunty teams in our league at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd rather have block, and I'd rather not have them on the ground. Give the yeah. amount of fouling that's likely to be done. Uh, so um, yeah, I'll. Uh, um, I went with block in, in this instance. So like, we, it's funny because like we talk about um, oh, these are skills that we would probably go down the route of. But um, if your league is X or Y, you might want to think about. We talk about that quite a lot in the rookie coaches section. Uh, so this is one of these instances where I I have changed up my normal skill path uh, based on the meta. In our in my league, you know it's uh, yeah yeah, and that that that's it. I have I have just bought a yeti though. I didn't start with a yeti, and I've bought a yeti, so yeah. we no doubt it will die in the next game. We've spoken about Norse in a previous podcast. Yes. What can you remember? What episode that was? Uh, twenty five. Twenty five. Just as they were coming out, yeah. so yeah, we'll um, refer the rookie coaches back to. Episode twenty five. Um, so you can hear what we did about with Norse. So, um, I I went with my uh, my roster for uh, that I mentioned in in that episode. So if we want to go and hear exactly what I took for it to start with, um, that that's my roster. Um, and then my final game was against uh, um, Ant, who you play bolt action with, yep. um. Per is it Perdindas? Perdindas is his naff name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were playing in uh, the Snail Cup or whatever it's called. The uh, it's run what a one game a month thing. Uh-huh. Um, and it was my third game against Dwarves uh, with Kemri, um, and I lost one nil. I think. I think it was one nil. <laughs> it it was just one of those games. Um. I think uh, he definitely deserved the win uh, with the way the game was going. But um, 
Did you suffer any suffer any yeah. casualties or long lasting issues for your team? Uh, well, <laughs> like, like I had loads of inducements or enough inducements to take Wilhelm Cheney. Yep. Um, and I thought, oh, Wilhelm Cheney is going to be reasonably useful here. I could use him one as a potential ball carrier. He's strength four. He's got catch, so getting the ball onto him from the uh, from a throw rat might be reasonably uh, achievable. Uh, I think he died in. <laughs> <laughs> turn three God, no. of the game on a two on a two dice block from him giving somebody else a two dice block and rolling double skulls. <sighs> um, so uh, that was two hundred and however much he costs uh, down the drain. I turn three, he 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 carked it. Um, so so that it just wasn't great. <laughs> I just uh, and I lost a. Uh, 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 Tomb Guardian in turn two as well. Um, yep. uh, to a casualty, um, which didn't help in the slightest. So yeah, I I just got kind of bullied about. And to be fair, I think it, if you watch it back, I put up a reasonably good fight. Uh, players down, and um, I only only lost one nil. Uh, it could easily have been. Uh, 2-0 and I think there were times where I possibly could have uh, broken back and maybe got something out of it as a draw but at a certain point in the first half on my drive that just did, did, I, all these people dying was on, on my drive as well which doesn't help Blood Bowl um, is a cruel cruel mistress from time to time yeah, the the Wilhelm Cheney one was uh, was particularly poor. Oh, I got I, I forgot to mention the uh, uh, previous game, uh, the Lizardman game that I was playing with Norse. I got a triple skull in that game as well. Um, really? So yeah, had a had a few I had a few like that uh, recently. But yeah, it was still a fun game. Um, glad I don't have to play dwarves again. <laughs> I can say three three games out of. Um, well, I say glad I don't have to play Dwarves again. I might have to play them, play them in the playoffs, but three games out of nine, so a third of my games have been against uh, Dwarves, or will have been against Dwarves by the end of the season. Uh, I have got... Um, what have I got still to play? I've got Corn and Imperial Nobility to play still. Cool. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's my gaming. Um, how about yourself? What have you been up to? Um, I, well, I've managed to get two games of bolt action in. The big focus for my sort of hobby time away from the painting table was running my one-day bolt action tournament in Sterling at Common Ground Games called the Megatron Three Thousand. And yep. you know, I uh, will. Be, oh, I've already started to to do this sort of debrief coverage on it on a, a guy called Bo Mortensen from Denmark, his YouTube channel. Um, I'm sure I've mentioned Bo, he's the captain of the uh, Action World Team Championship team from Denmark, and we're, we're quite good friends these days, and um, so I do a lot of collaboration, sort of Bolt Action stuff with him. Um, you know, it helps his channel and sort of, you know, adds, co adds content for him. Uh, but I mean, before before I talk about that, and I'll only talk about it briefly, um, 
don't want to bore our listeners too much with it. But um, one of the players, a guy called Callum Kerr, uh, about a week before the event, he was he was a bit nervous. He's a really new player to the game, and it was going to be his first tournament. And he just wanted to get a practice game in with his army list. Just I think, and there was quite a lot of new players there. I think on the day, they, I think there was like eight eight players out of the twenty eight. You know, the, the final twenty eight players were there. Eight of them were that was their first ever action tournament or first tournament of any kind. So, you know, I had to, I was really happy to do so, to coach these guys, um, you know, all the way up to the event to sort of make sure they were, they were as prepared as possible. So we, we played one of the missions from the tournament pack and we played the the points, scoring point system from the tournament pack. Um, so he, it was a really, I guess, historical uh, battle that happened because he had a German SS um, army that had a you know had a panther and lots of SS troops with Panzerfausts and you know it, it was really well painted. And then on the other side, on my army, I had a US Ar- uh, United States um, army force, and it had three Shermans in it, and you know a whole bunch of infantry. And it was, it was a battle that could have happened during the first week of the Allied invasion during the sort of Normandy D-Day invasion. And at the end of the game, I won, I won through the mission, uh, and I got six battle points out of a potential nine. Um, one of my Shermans was, uh, sorry, two of the Shermans were on fire and destroyed. The third Sherman was immobilized and couldn't move, and his Panther was still alive, but I'd hit it so many times, we just couldn't destroy it. And we laughed at the end, it's like, yep, that's pretty much historically how it would have happened, you know. Shermans were weaker tanks, but there was always more of them, which is why, you know, the, they had the advantage. Um, and I had a lot more infantry than he did, uh, and it was more an infantry battle in the end. So it was good to get that game in, and Callum was really happy after that to, you know, get stuck into the event. On the day of the event itself, uh, I had a, a I'd arranged to have a, sp- a spare man, you know, in case the numbers were odd, guy by the name of Paul Walker. Uh, I'd asked him to, to be on hand if there was an, an, odd, an odd number so he could step into play. And I said, look, mate, and if, if there isn't, you know, we'll, we'll get a game in during the day. And that's, that's what happened. We had even numbers turn up. So once um, round one was underway and everybody was sort of settled in and, you know, there was a spare a spare gaming table, so we set up our armies and we had we had another um you know game that just lasted throughout the day. So he's an experienced player. And he had his list that he would have used if he had to take part in the event, so we played one of the uh, event missions, um and again used the same sort of event scoring system and I won I won that game again. Uh, I got eight eight battle points out of a potential nine for the victory, and again it was another one of those historical-looking games, which was again really amazing in a sense. And it's what the player pack um, generated, which it wasn't my goal to do it, but it's, it, it is what happened, which was really good. He had a oh god, what was it? It was a German um, Falschmjäger, so a German paratrooper army, 
uh, and it was supposed to be set during Operation Market Garden. And I had my three Shermans again. Um, but this time, he never had any tanks in his force because it's a you know paratrooper army. Uh, so they didn't have that on hand all the time. So again, it was very historical army, very historical matchup. Uh, except this time, the three Shermans just absolutely drove over all his infantry and just mowed them down. Um, you know, it's a shame for Paul. He's a good player, but it, it just wasn't his day that day. Uh, so by turn three of the six turns of the game, um, he knew he was he was done. Um, but we played on in good spirits, and he tried a few sort of uh, crazy manoeuvres that, that paid off for him, that got him at some, some fun moments within the game. Like he, you know, he charged my officer. My officer team were um, <laughs> sandwiched in between two Shermans for protection, but he managed to find a line to charge straight down the middle and kill him, and then they're like, oh, fucker, you got him, well done, mate. Um, obviously his infantry then died quickly after, but he still, you know, he still killed my officer and my HQ, which made him smile. So he was a good, he was a good support about it. So those were the two games I got to play. Um, but the event itself, the Megatron Three Thousand, I had put together a very different style of player pack uh, in terms of how people could select their armies using. And I'm sure I've mentioned it before in the podcast. They were using the theater selectors from the campaign books as opposed to the generics, mm-hmm. you know, army selector that, that's used in the bulk of other tournaments. So it generated lots and lots of different army lists. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people around the world ended up sort of watching on in terms of wanting to see the feedback from uh, the results, the lists and the theatre selectors that were used. Uh, you know, so I'm, I'm covering that on the, the YouTube channel, so... Um, but no, it was, it was a huge success. 28 players were there. I think at my peak, I had 34 players. But, you know, people drop out for family reasons, mental health reasons. Yeah. Um, and that's to be expected in this day and age. And I felt sorry for some of the guys right at the death, you know, sort of cancelling within 24 and 48 hours. Because I, I really knew it was going to be a good day. I just had that just had that feeling. Um, and I ended up giving away some tickets for free. Um just because I, I didn't have the money to refund these guys and the venue were already paid and they weren't going to refund me. So, and, and they understood that. You know, nobody asked for a refund that wasn't already entitled to get one. Um, so I, I ended up giving a couple of tickets away for free to players at the last minute and you know some of them could come, some of them didn't. Um, but I got 28. And it all, I'm really happy it all ran to time. It all ran to schedule. Uh, I didn't have any snafus with my scoring software. You know, I, as as we've done in the past when we've done Blood Bowl events together, you test it, test it, test it. Um, yes. You know, you I I ran through two two whole events. You know, just making up the results just to make sure that it would generate you know the draws correctly. And you know, if I, I, I had troubleshooting, you know, to move players around or you know, cancel rounds and redraw and just, just tested myself to make sure I could do all this stuff and it all went really smoothly. So, um, and one of the other great things about the event was I got a lot of sponsorship from different companies that are associated with the bolt action game and World War II miniatures. So everybody walked away with something, which I was very, very thankful for. 
And have I have I done a sponsorship call out on the last episode? Mm, I think you probably you probably mentioned some of them, but um, no, I, I, def- I no, I definitely, I definitely did. It was I did it in the last. Remember, we we did it in the the final section of the podcast. Aye. Yep. So I'm not going to do it again. I am comfortable that my sponsors have got coverage on three different podcasts, four episodes of podcast material, and um, YouTube videos. Plus social media posts, so I am happy to not not um, do any do it again. Um, but I'm already planning next year. I said to the, all the players there that I will run exactly the same pack unless somebody tells me not to. And all the players were completely fine with it. They said, "Yep, pack's great. Go for it." Uh, and I've I've sent copies of the pack to tournament organisers in the Netherlands, Denmark. Australia, England, and the US, um, as they were excited to see what happened, and what happened was really good for for our our, our game of bolt action. So um, I didn't go out and set out to do that, but that's that's what happened. So yeah, I'm quite chuffed with myself that I've um, managed to inspire others to, you know, play the game a little bit differently. It was good. I'm exhausted though, mate. Fucking yeah. shattered. I these these things take a lot out yep. of you. And speaking of tournaments, we've got some. Well, I I've got some news, and you'll you'll probably hopefully be involved as well. Yeah. Um, do you want to do it at the end? But, uh, uh, yeah, we could do it at the end. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, let's do it at the end. Hang, let's do that one. At the end. Rookie coaches, hang on until the end of the podcast. Uh, after the rookie coaches section, um, and we're going to talk about a blood bowl event in Scotland. And that's all we'll say. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, and yep. moving swiftly on to what's on the table. What's on the table and what we spent. The money is money's. Oh. Money, money. Oh, no. I've forgotten. What did I, I have? Yeah, I remember now. I have spent money. You have purchased. Yes. Um, I have. Do you want me to go through some of the stuff I've done? Um. Well, look, I... For for me painting, I can do it. I can pick it off pretty quick. Um, I'm balls deep into a high elf commission team now. For uh, who's that idiot from Dunfermline? No, Dundee. <laughs> What's his name again? Hi, uh, McNaughton. Yeah, McNugget sixty nine. Your proper yeah. naff name. Uh, well, he's, yeah, that's not even his naff name anymore. What is his naff name? He's he's changed it to Marky Mark. Ugh. What a loser. Uh, ex- ex- exactly. Like, Naughty69 um, was, was the best name that he was given by his peers. It was. I I was, I for one, was shocked and appalled when he changed it. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Without permission. Uh, that's all I'll say on the matter. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I am balls <laughs> deep in his high elf commission. He's asked for the Dun, one of the Dundee football team's um, away kit. So it's white and orange. Um, yes. You know, so white takes a bit of time, um, but miniatures are good. I did all the green stuff that I needed to do to sort of stretch arms out and the likes. Um, and oh man, this black orc team I've got, I just yes. if I could just, it just needs this final push to get it over over the over the edge to get it done. You know, it's just a whole bunch of little details. That just you know, and then the transfers and it's super frustrating, but. Um, 
build, but that's it's that whole uh, the the final twenty percent of the model oh, takes yeah. up eighty percent of the time. Yep. it's that it's that whole kind of uh, uh, weird kind of situation. Yep. And it, I, I I've been feeling that myself yep. this month. I really I really want to get to the the final part where I get to weather the armor, and I've got the transfers on it because it's um I've got I'm sure I've said it before, but I've tracked down lion rampant transfers. Yeah. You know, in red, so it's going to be a very, another very Scottishy looking team. It's just like, uh, you know, the alternate Scottish flag. That's pissing me off because I really want to get it done. But um, anyway, that's, but that's, that's the length of my hobby. Everything else was very much, you know, all my other free time was very much focused on final tournament prep and communications. So, you you yeah. have been a busy boy. Have I? I have I've you? done some stuff. Um, what have I done? Um, I don't think I've done masses since uh, we. Well, maybe I have. I thought you had. Just having a look here. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm just uh, flicking back through Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Since we last spoke, I have done a fair bit. Um, I've I, I've I've got a couple of models that are in uh, various states of final twenty percent uh, mm. <laughs> as well. Uh, I've got a sl- the Sloppity Bile Piper uh, for my Nurgle guys and my and one of the um, uh, guys. So the Worm Spat is sitting at about like seventy five to eighty percent done as well. Um. I, I I literally just need to knuckle down and get them finished. Yep. Um but you know it you know what it's like, you know, you get you, you kinda head in the in in the zone and you do it, uh, or you sit there deliberating over doing it. Um what else have I done? I did a couple of other shield designs. I did one for Chaos Dwarves and uh one for like uh Beastmen as well. Um, I also got, um, I did a bit of a test on, uh, some oils, mm-hmm. um, which worked, worked okay. I think, I think, I think my, I went into, um, now I, every day is a school day when you're, when you do this sort of shit, um, as everybody knows, um, like if you're, if you want to sort of learn and, and get better at stuff you need to try things out and see how the workflow works for you and i saw um uh, the guy's called marco frizzoni um i f- sort of watch his stuff on youtube uh from time to time and he was doing a paint uh a warband in uh four hours thing wow and i was like wow that's pretty uh pretty interesting um i am a notoriously slow painter at times uh, because i go down rabbit holes of perfectionism um <laughs> and i um i thought oh, you know what? i'll just give it a go you know what's the worst that can happen here you know it'll look shit i could strip it and uh start again um or it'll look passable so the first kind of stages of it were done using an airbrush so that was quite quick uh, so the build and that part took maybe about uh, two and a half hours in total, um, and that that that's that's pretty good going. Um, 
the oils part took about maybe about an hour and in in total if you take into consideration i mean i i'd add maybe half an hour onto that because i made a mistake and had to go back and correct it but the oils part literally took maybe about an hour yep. of just slapping oils onto it, letting it dry for a bit and then uh using a, a makeup sponge to uh to blend slash remove in places yep. um and you know something like the, the whole the whole point of this sort of thing was to see could i get something tabletop ready in uh, i'd set myself eight hours because uh i'm like i say i'm a, i'm a deliberator and messer uh but i actually i i would have had that tabletop ready with uh, with it being based within five hours i think mm-hmm. uh, and they aren't bad um i wouldn't leave them like that because uh, like I say i'm a bit of a perfectionist so there's loads of things i would do to to kind of push them past that sort of level uh, and will do at some point uh but yeah i it was a, a good learning experience uh interesting thing to go through hadn't really worked with oils for anything else other than like light weathering and stuff before yeah. um so using them more as uh kind of staining and uh uh washes was uh a bit more of an interesting kind of uh, thing it to do sounds like a similar experience when i went and did that um soviet tank with the ammo by mig Jimenez products yes yes i had all the weird oils and potions and you know the um what you're saying about the, the makeup sponge the sort of high density nice soft sponge thing for you know shifting the paint about and yeah yeah it's it's, it's different isn't it yeah um i I like some elements of it um some are a bit more challenging to kind of work around but uh yeah it was a diff- it was like i say it was a it's a good thing to try stuff um in your hobby uh if you're interested in painting and, and learning about painting i think you need to push yourself out of your comfort zone from time to time and uh give things a shot um not everything will be a success but um I guess a success in its in its outcome, but in in it will still be a success, and that you will come out of it learning something. Exactly. Um, you know, at some point, you'll find techniques that 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 work for you, uh, and then they go into your repertoire, and you can churn them out. You know, I one of the best examples for me was the the winter German bolt action army I've got. I had to learn to do. It's not salt masking. Um, it, it was, uh, I know what you mean. It was using yeah. the hairspray. Yep. Yes. Uh, so learning that technique, and I think for the first half a dozen times I did it, I had the step by step guide, and I watched the video, you know, before I went in and did it. Whereas now, it's just ingrained into me. I know exactly what processes and methods I need to do to quickly churn out. Um, you know my any any additional vehicles and artillery pieces I need for the army. So you, you, you know people, you find your techniques that you like, and you'll adapt them. And then you find the ones that you're like, "Oh, this is white man's magic. This is crazy stuff. Can't do that." Um, you know, and then you you just, yeah, you just pass that by. I, 
I think I think you're right there as well in terms of uh, you find a way to adapt it to the way you work as well. Because obviously everybody's got different ways of working. Nobody's got the same pressure level that they use br uh, brushes with. You haven't got exactly the same stuff nine times out of ten as the person that you're uh, aping uh, has. And then um, you kind of work. The best way to do it is to kind of find a way for it to work for you. Uh, I think, and then that then becomes a technique that you can do, like you were saying, like in your sleep, you know, it's muscle memory, yep. you know, um, you, you've got it locked in there. So, yeah, I, I've got a couple like that that I've picked up over time and just some happy accidents as well, you know, where I've been like, oh, that that's actually worked out quite well. I'll keep doing yep, that just then. Keep repeating that. You know, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting month for painting um maybe not got as much done as i hoped I, I was going to get done because i'd been busy at work but uh yeah uh, it's been good yeah my hope in the coming monies. well before we go on to monies but my hope in the coming months is that my uh, my son uh, goes to sort of child care nursery three times a week yes. so i am looking forward to having some more uh free time not just in the evenings to you know achieve stuff, and I've already started to um to do that. Uh, you know, one of the issues I have, obviously, he falls asleep at night time. You know, airbrush, you know, compressor, and the sort of um, oh, what do you call the box thing you spray into and it, you know, shoots the yeah, yeah I, whatever I, that is, I know that you thing. Yeah. You know, all that stuff when it's turned on is pretty noisy. Uh. Whereas during the daytime when he's at nursery, I can just crank it out. So, you know, the, the the first few days he's been at nursery, the airbrush has been working overtime, just laying down all those sort of base layers and highlights um, so that in the evenings I can do stuff with the with the actual brushes. So it's been good. I'm happy. Yeah, I think uh, I think that, that'll be good for you. Uh, just get a bit of your... You're back into your routine mm -hmm. for or a new routine, uh, working around that. Yep. Um, I know what it's like though myself. Like I, I can't paint later in the day because I've been sat uh, goggle box and if I could screen at my uh, uh, work all day. So by the time I get home, my eyes are absolutely buckled. Yeah. Uh, so um, I tend to do most of my painting on uh, the weekends. If possible, um, um, or on fortuitous days off, or or what have you. But yeah, I or sometimes really early in the morning. Um, I tend to before I go to work. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, yeah, money, money's money, money's money's money, money. So we have not communicated overly much this month. Um, have you spent money? Yes, I think I think I told you last month that I I definitely will have spent X amount at least, or or will have bought something at least because I it was due to come out the day we were uh, recording yep. or what have you, um, or the day after or or, so, or the weekend after. Uh, but yes, I have spent money. So I don't think you've gone over the top. So is it something like ninety seven pounds this month? No, it's more than that. It's more like a lot more. <laughs> Um, it's not as much as last month, uh, but it's 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 more. So one hundred one hundred and forty three yeah. pounds. 
Oh, that's a little bit closer. It's not that much more than that, really. So, so we'll, we'll stick on one five seven. That's quite close. One six five. Right, that's pretty good. What's what have you got for that? So, I bought the Warcry Heart of Gear box. That was like eighty percent of of the purchase. Uh, that was that was just over a hundred quid. That, uh, but it is full of of shit. Uh, that I'll never paint. <laughs> I tell a lie. I've painted. I've painted the. I painted ten of the models already. The ones that I uh, did in the uh, uh, the oil the oil thing. Mm. Um, what else? Um, so I bought that. Uh, I bought a. Um, so the Warhammer Plus subscription uh, models. You know the ones that you get for that yep. so you, you get one with your subscription and then you could you you have the option of buying the other one as well i bought the other one as well so that was 26 quid or whatever whatever and then um i only bought one thing on ebay this this month um i am almost there with a lot of my old timer purchases occasionally i see the odd thing that i fancy and um and what have you but there's uh there's there's always been like a, a kind of list of models that I liked, uh, regardless of what faction they were or anything like that. Um, and a lot of them have been kind of either really awkward or obscure ones because of the age uh, I am, uh, or um, or kind of di just unreleased stuff. And I don't know, you, you probably remember, do you remember the Alpine Dwarf? I don't. Um, Right, so the Alpine Dwarf was a dwarf on skis um, that came out. In fact, I have a feeling it is technically what I would class as unreleased because it was only available via mail order for a very short period of time. Um, and he's in, a, he's in a wee Alpine costume, so he's got his wee hat on uh, and he's got a blunderbuss and a set of skis. And I've been watching and waiting for one of these mother hubbards to come up for quite a while and eventually one of them did and i bought it much for, thir for 30 pounds which was a lot less than i was expected to pay for it well good i'm glad happy for you because uh i've seen them i've seen them shift for uh with both with both the skis because you very often see them without the skis mm -hmm. uh but i've seen them shift with both the skis for 40 to 60 quid so um quite happy that i got it for 30 it was paint. It was painted, so it went in the stripping pile uh, a couple of days ago, actually. And um, I have a plan with that one at some point uh, for something to do next year. Um, so, um, yeah, glad I got a hold of it. Good. Uh, but that that's it. I haven't really bought anything else. What about yourself? I. I reckon you have spent forty-eight pounds. You would be incorrect. I have spent more than that. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crazy. Um, £71. Slightly less. All right. Uh, £65. I will give it to you there. £63.70. That's quite a lot for you. Uh, this in the last this year, yeah, yeah. Um, what happened there was 
on the run up to my own bolt action event, uh, the Megatron 3000, um, a few other Scottish tournaments firmed up their player packs for the, the tail end of the year. Uh, yeah. And oh, I don't know if ever if it happened in the last podcast. Um, but the, there's a whole bunch of bolt action contro- contro- controversy going on. Um, there was a there's a two day event called the Bolt Action Scottish Nationals on the twenty third and twenty or twenty fourth and twenty fifth of September, that got cancelled. Uh, uh-huh. And then the same venue on the same dates through Warlord Games being stated a new event called the Bolt Action Scottish Open, um, with a slightly different okay. players pack. Still five games though, still the same venue, still the same dates, and it's like I'm not going to bore anybody with it, but that's just weird. Um, yes, with new tournament organisers, it's still an official Warlord Games event, so they refunded everybody's tickets, and then redirected us to buy new tickets from straight from the venue, uh, which is nightly nightly games in Bathgate. Aye, um, good, yeah. So, so I already had my army planned for the Scottish Nationals. But the Scottish Open has a different players pack. Um, I was like, okay, so I'll look at that. Uh, there's a Tank Wars event in Aberdeen in October, um, and their player pack firmed up. So I'm like, right, I'll I'll look at that. And then there is a um, and a. The, the final event for our calendar year for Bolt Action in Dunfermline in November, and their their player pack firmed up as well. So, I needed a few extra miniatures um, for some of the armies I have. I can't tell you what I bought, because I don't want to tip my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tip my hat. Filthy. I, know, I don't want to tip my hat, because if I say what I bought, well, um, and I know that I know that some <laughs> of the Scottish Bowl action players listen to this podcast because they're also Blood Bowl players. Um, so I yep. can't say what I've bought because then it'll indicate what armies and potentially what lists I am taking to these different events. And I am pretty fucking competitive. Um, <laughs> and and I know that these Bowl action players are listening to this podcast, so I'm going to put it out there. I am out to win the Scottish Open. I am going to try my damnedest to win the Tank Wars in October. And I am also going to try and win Winter War in November. That's, that's balls deep laying it out there. That's strong. That's strong. That's a strong statement. Yeah, you're that's that, a strong yeah. statement. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I bought, I bought things and they totaled £63.70. Uh, answers on a postcard as to what you think Al may have bought yes. and we can assist his uh, opponents in uh, their list building yes. uh, by uh, uh, by starting that conversation um, so yeah but it's my my PayPal account is now zero so I really need to finish some of these bloody commissions to get some money, to spend some money oh, aye yeah. stuff. money, money money, amazing Good job Coach's time. It is. Section it number is. 
rookie coaches time. Before we get yes. into it, I just remembered also, um, there was a section we used to do called Dice Rages, and we haven't had a Dice Rage in a while. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to do a new section, and we're just making this up on the fly, listeners. Uh, I want to do a product rage after rookie coaches. Because... <laughs> God, we've done. We've technically done that before with when with my uh, uh, meltdowns over Grievo's uh, um, Metal Lizardman team yep. and the GW Snotting Pump Wagon. Yep. Well, I, uh, but yes, yeah, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. I, right. So remind me <laughs> after rookie coaches and before we do a bit of tournament chat, I want to unleash on a company and just go fucking ape shit. Oh man. Are they the worst? They are now. I, I think I know which one. I, I'm sure I've seen I, uh, you post a, <laughs> a bad review online. <laughs> I, I unleashed my inner Karen on them, um, but we'll get we'll get to that Amazing. later, mate. Let's. Yeah, let, we'll get to that later. Come Amazing. on, coaches. <laughs> let's um, let let Al and Phil hold your hands uh, and talk you through the dwarfs. So. Dwarfing. Dwarfing. So traditionally, in the rookie coaches section, we talk through all the different positionals, costs, and basic skills they come with. And then myself and Phil, we present our our teams that we've drafted up for you. Uh, a league team which um, is made to a uh, thousand TV. Is that right? I like to think it was a thousand gold pieces. Uh, league, league team, yes. Yeah, league team is a thousand, a thousand TV. TV. Yes. I like to think it was a thousand gold pieces, just you know, because I'm that sort of old school guy. Yes. Um, and then for our tournament teams, we use the latest uh, NAF Championships players pack, and we are lucky enough to have the 2023 players pack um, just released before we started recording this. So our dwarf team now conforms to the NAF Championships. 2023 uh, and Phil do you want to talk to the rookie coaches about what's what's um, changed between 2022 and 2023 yeah so there's it's not a wild change to be honest I think last year or this year rather um, NAF championships uh, they went with the decision to uh, not have any tiering which uh, makes sense when you've got a brand new rule set that's barely been played in tournament settings uh, to just get a baseline so you can then kind of work out what works and what doesn't and what's broken and what isn't. Um, so they've moved past the, the no tiering now and they're, we're back to three tiers. So uh, tier one gets seven primary skills, tier two gets six primary skills, one secondary skill, and tier three gets five primary skills and two secondary skills. I am not going to go through every team as to what what tiers and uh, what team is in what tier, uh, but uh, it's up on the NAF uh, Championship.co.uk site if anybody wants to go and have a look. Uh, there aren't really any surprises as far as I'm concerned. It's very much similar to what I would expect it to be. Yeah. Um, you can't take star players unless you are a stunty team, and that is limited to goblins, halflings, ogres, and snotlings. And um, you can only take one star player. So, yeah, it's uh, they've allowed star players this year for stunty teams. 
So it's all good. Yeah. Cool, man. So I am pretty sure then for my crimes, I have to read through the dwarf team. Yeah, I think I did the Imperial Nobility team I am last. Super so sure. So, yes. ladies and gentlemen, and rookie coaches, uh, we are on the Bowl Rulebook, page one hundred and twelve of the hard copy. Uh, dwarf teams. So, zero to twelve. Dwarf. Bleh. Start again. Dwarf. Oh my <laughs> god. Dwarf Lundgren. Dwarf Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have mentioned before. I'm not. I'm not cutting that out. No, no, leave uh, it. I, I have mentioned before on podcasts. Like every time we've recorded, I I drink. I'm I'm always drinking alcohol every time we record. So as as, as the time wears on towards the end of the podcast, I get a bit loose. But I'm on the red wine tonight, and I had a big night in the pub last night. So anyway, back in the back cave, dwarf teams, <laughs> zero to twelve. <laughs> Dwarf, Blocker, Lineman, uh, 70,000 each, Movement 4, Strength 3, Agility 4+, Passing 5+, AV 10+. They come with Block, Tackle, Thick Skull, Primary Access is General and Strength, Secondary Skill Access is Agility. Then 0-2 Runners, 85,000 each, Movement 6, Strength 3, Agility 3+, Passing 4+, Armor 9+. They come with sure hands and thick skull. Primary skill access is a general and passing. Secondary skill access is agility and strength. And you've got a zero to two blitzers. They cost eighty thousand each. Movement five, strength three, agility three plus, passing four plus, armor ten plus. They come with block and thick skull. Primary access is general and strength. Secondary access is agility and passing. Then Troll Slayers are 0 to 2. They cost 95,000 gold pieces each. Movement 5, Strength 3, Agility 4 plus, Passing, uh -uh, no passing stat. Uh, AV 9 plus, and they are Block, Dauntless, Frenzy, and Thick Skull. Primary skill access is General and Strength. Secretary skill access is Agility. And then 0 to 1, the Death Roller. 170,000 gold pieces, movement 4, strength 7, agility 5+, plus, no passing stat, armor 11+, plus, and it comes with break tackle, multi player plus 2, juggernaut, loner 5+, plus, mighty blow plus 1, no hands, secret weapons, stand firm, primary access is strength, secondary access is agility and general, Team rerolls are 0 to 8 and they're 50,000 gold pieces each. Classified as tier 1, as we've already discussed. Apothecary is a yes. And special rules, Old World Classic and World Edge Super League. Oh, dwarf. Yes. Dwarves. Dwarves. And from memory, the dwarf team, they were one of the first new plastic sets that came out when Games Workshop pick this up again is that correct yeah it was the dwarves and the skaven uh, that were yep. the first two non-box set teams that, uh, yep. that appeared i, I think maybe goblins as well i still love gw dwarf plastics they brought out i've painted a couple of the teams yeah, as look. different commissions and i've always thoroughly enjoyed them as miniatures yeah i like them as well but good like they they've got a decent kind of uh vibe to them um 
I know I know there's loads of folk who get uh, their pants in a bunch about uh, the uh, dwarf troll slayers uh, uh, using their beards as springboards or whatever. But I mean, get a grip, like, I exactly like choking a dick yeah. or something like that. I'm... <laughs> just looking at the looking at the miniatures on the page, it just reminded me. It's like I I would actually really want to paint that theme again. The fourth time, yeah, a different in a, in a different primary yeah. color or different secondary color. Anyway, we digress. So, did it? Did it? Do you want to crack on with a league team? Yes, I can lead you up. Go for it. Um, okay, so this is what I would take in a TV eleven, uh, TV one million uh, league. So I would take two blitzers, two runners. One troll slayer, six blockers, and three rerolls for nine hundred and ninety-five. Hey, wow! Hey, that's exactly what I would take. We appear to have gone down a different path. Not, not, oh my, not hugely so. Christ! So hang, hang. <laughs> what? What? what, what take hang on to your hats here, ladies and gents. I'm a big fan of. Two troll slayers, two blitzers, one runner, six linemen, two rerolls this time for me, and that leaves forty-five thousand in the treasury for purchases in the future. Sorry, say what have you got again? Two blitzers, two blitzers, two troll slayers, one runner. Six linemen, two rerolls. That leaves forty-five thousand okay. in the treasury. Right. What's what's got you hesitating? Okay. You should. You sure that that you sure you you don't have more than that in the treasury? Let's just rack up the. Should, the we, old should we do the math? So, yeah, I'm. I'm going to live math this. Um, so you've got um, 160 for the two blitzers, um, 190 for the two troll slayers, and then yep, I do. Sorry, I do have a lot more left in the treasury. I was got it's 150. Yeah. Oh my god, Al, your math is terrible. Um. Oh, it's alright. We've both made maths errors yep. recently. Uh, so, so yep. So I've got one hundred and forty-five in the treasury. So slash that. I'll add in a third re-roll. That leaves ninety-five in the treasury. Um, and actually, yeah, I would leave ninety-five in the treasury. Are you sure? Right. Oh my god. Uh, sorry. Let's get this out. So it's four four hundred twenty for six linemen, right? One hundred ninety for two. Uh, Troll Slayers, 160 for uh, two Blitzers, 85 for uh, Runner, and you bought, uh... oh no, hold on, it's 955. Okay. Am I good? So you are, you were right, you were right the first time. Your maths is not oh, bad. Oh good, right, so I'm back. Uh, it just doesn't seem, it just doesn't seem right. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm leaving leaving that money in the treasury. Uh, 
So, in terms of players, you went with um, Control Slayer and two runners, whereas I went the yes. opposite. Yes. Um, I went with runners for the movement um, and the fact that they've got better agility. Um, I like I like the I don't dislike your build, but I also end up with three rerolls with my build. Yep, and you know as rookie coaches that have listened to us before, I am usually a fan, a huge fan of three rerolls, like almost to the point of obsessiveness. But I like the dwarfs and that they come with lots of skills built into them as they start, and they're all yeah. useful skills. You know the blockers have got block and tackle. Um, you know, the runner, I've only got one runner, but he's got sure hands, so I don't need a reroll to to pick up the ball. Um, the blitzers, again, come with block, fixed skull, they've got good armour, uh, and the troll slayers block dauntless frenzy, so I um, see my, I, the way I see my league team running is I am only trying to win the game 1-0, or to get a 1-1 draw. Uh, my main goal is to absolutely butcher the fuck out of anybody that comes near me. And that guides me towards the next part of this chat is when we talk about skill progression. Um, mm -hmm. And for me, skill progression is uh, for the Troll Slayers, they're going to be, you know, up front taking names. I, I want to see Mighty Blow uh, arrive pretty quick for them um, I think that'll be quite standard yeah. I'd like to see the blitzers um, pick up guard pretty quick so that they can assist the troll slayers in their business mm -hmm. and then uh, actually I'd give both the blitzers guard um, for sure and then when it comes to the linemen you know, they're, uh, you know, a dwarf line was already pretty good. Um, so, you know, a couple more guard just to mix it up, uh, which isn't very imaginative, but that's that's what I would be looking for. And then probably some of the uh, sort of skills that will help that early game of ball control. So I actually look to take kick one of them just to try and you know get the ball deep in my opponent's half during a kickoff um, to give me more of a chance to more time to bash really uh, and then with the money I'd be looking to pick up my um, to pick up an apothecary pretty quick to patch my, patch my uh, boys yeah. up yeah I think um so I'm not a fan of apothecaries anymore. No, I think I do. I I would have one, um, but they're not as good as they used to be. Um, uh, the way they work, um, you're more likely to end up with uh, uh, a worse injury. You're not. It's not likely to give you the old, uh, or it's not as likely to give you the patched up and back on the reserves uh, mm -hmm. bench that it used to be. Um, I, I'm pretty much in agreement with you and your skill 
choices. I mean, I think that sometimes it would depend on leagues and stuff like that, but um, pretty much blockers get guard and mighty blow, and then when past that point, um, I would just fire and rehire because uh, you don't really need like uh, you know, they just they just start getting to the point where you're just taking things for the sake of taking things, and it's just bloat after that point. Yeah, you don't need them to do anything um, beyond hitting, hitting people. No, and they will if they've got mighty blow and guard, they will be getting casualties from yep. time to time, which will and there's more of them, so there's more chance of them getting envy as well. Um, I think uh, blitzers, like I would usually go. Uh, mighty blow our guards um, for them. Probably one with one and the other with the other to start and then flip it uh, and then tackle after that. Uh, but again, like if you're in a league, you could probably rinse and repeat them as well. Um, there's not really much you take past that uh, on those guys. Yep. Um, I should have said as well uh, the runner. Yeah, so on your one with just running one runner, yes, I would take block. Um, I would take on mine. I would take block on one and wrestle on the other. I'd make one a ball carrier and one a sweeper. Yep. Um, and I, I think second skill on the ball carrier would be uh that on the on the ball one, uh, which is your kick off return, um, and um pass block, um, um. Because that's useful getting three squares closer to the where the ball's been kicked to. Yeah. Um I like I like your thought about putting kick on one of the mm -hmm. linemen. However, um I don't know, I think I would disagree about kicking long. I would actually probably want to kick short so that um they I can be on them quicker. Mm -hmm. Uh if you if you kick two sometimes, depends on the team, but say you're playing elves and you kick deep. It allows them to move further away from you uh, and uh, daca you, um, which is encourage you to come close, encourage you to come closer, and then they'll look for a point where they can um, sweep round behind you, and effectively they've just turned the table. That's um, a really good point, mate. Well made. So if you if you do kick short on against some teams and against slow teams, kick short. Uh, can work quite as well because you can swamp them um, and get all that guard rammed in there. And, um, if they fuck up the pickup, um, you're on them, and they're unlike they're less likely to pick the ball up again. Um, and who knows, you might uh, turn them over and drive. Yeah, that, that's that's um, good so, yeah. chat, mate. That's that's good call. You coaches should listen up to yeah, that. There are some there are some circumstances where I would kick deep. Um, Possibly against like another dwarf team, uh, because uh, you can then try and isolate uh, the the ones at the back from the ones at the front uh, if you're clever about it. But yeah, I I don't know. Um, uh, kicks a good shout. I I think it's a useful skill to have. Um, and I think if I was choosing between guard and mighty blow. Uh, on that and taking one or the other, I would take guard and kick rather than uh, kicking my yeah. blow. Definitely, I think that'd probably be more useful. Um, troll slayers, wise, troll slayers are weird as well because you kind of want to go my blow, 
Um, and then you're kind of stuck. Like, what, what do you want to go with after that? Like guard again? You know, you can't you can't have too much guard. Um, I don't know what else you take. Maybe tackle as well. Yeah, tackle um, would be another. Usually, be the second option. I mean, I would not. Know, be considering the classic skills um, like strip ball or wrestle with these guys. Although, actually, strip ball maybe. Well, yeah. strip, strip ball useful. So, in your team, with uh, if you're only gonna if you're intending on only running one runner, uh, then strip ball would fit nicely on one of your uh, troll slayers because you've got that yep. frenzy there as well. Uh, so you can push them further away from where the ball fell. Um, and if you've got loads of guards built. Uh, Built around that as well, you're you're all yep. good. I think uh, you've you've kind of done it, done a job. So strip ball is a decent shout on. Both um, layer, yeah, yeah. I, I neither of us have mentioned death roll. No, that's that's. It's a trap. Yeah, I like death rollers. I like them. Uh, in a long league, after I'd bought an apple, would I buy a death roller? Possibly. Um. Yeah, I think I probably would. Um, but a bit of a trap, though, you know. And I've often found, like, when I've sort of played a lot with goblins and the secret weapons and stuff, if you've only got one, you know, secret weapon, uh, you know, your opponent is super encouraged to score quickly to get your to get it off yes. the board. And, you know, scoring quickly against dwarves, if there's a, you know, if you if you make a positional mistake or if you get a, a couple of bad dice rolls with your blocks or something, then, you know, they can break through your defence and score quickly to, to get that death roller off the pitch. And, you know, you're, the chances are you're never going to have enough money for a bribe kicking around. So you, so you, yeah. Unless you get a free, yeah. Unless you get a free one, you're not, you're not yeah, going to be getting precisely. Right. Um, no. you know. So I, I, I looked at the death roller. You know who, who wouldn't? You know, look at the stats it's got. It's an absolute death machine, which is, you know, why it's called a death roller. Um, but it just, it just doesn't fit for me in a league. Um, I'm afraid to say. You know, for sure, if it's as you said, if it's a league that's gone on for you know a couple of seasons, and you've got the cash built up. Know, just to hire it for you know three games and then fire it just to have it for some fun and spend some cash, but yeah, um, you know, in a sort of six. So, I mean, sorry, yeah, I mean, w would I induce one as well? Uh, if I had the uh, the inducements, uh, take a Merc one, I might. Uh, I know it's a bit more expensive, you're looking at what two. Uh, two twenty or two hundred or I can't mind whatever the mark cost is. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think so. You said your first purchase was going to be yes. an apple. I think my first purchase would be another troll uh, slayer and then an apple. So I would want to get up to the twelve players um, before I got the apple because you're looking at like armor is pretty good across the board there. Uh, even the runner and the troll slayers are, um, or the runners and the troll slayers are pretty a above average armor or average armor. Yeah. Uh, well, I think for my build, I've got 45 grand in the treasury already, so my apothecary should come along pretty quick. 
Yeah, yeah. You, the the problem so dwarves probably won't get as much money early on. Uh, so yes, your apple would come in the first yep. game. You would have access to an apple. It may take me three or four games to get enough money for a troll slayer because I don't have any extra dedicated fans. I'm possibly going to be drawing games or just winning them 1-0. So yep. like you said, so you're not getting that um, bo the bonus winnings for scoring touchdowns that some other teams might. Um, yep. So you might end up not going up the dedicated fans as quickly. You might end up... Uh, not scoring as many touchdowns, so you're not necessarily going to generate as much cash. However, the flip side to that is in the latter parts of a league, you're going to have tons of cash because you aren't generally going to have to replace players that often. That's a good point well made as well. So you, you will have money kicking about to spend from your treasury mm -hmm. on things like mercenary death rollers, um, star players etc um that will only give your opponent uh prayers to nuffle which are yeah. hit or miss with i think it's worth pointing out to the rookie coaches and they'll be familiar with the, the terminologies we use um all the skill development paths will be primary and planned so we're not rolling you know, randomly on the skill tables this is all pre-planned skill progression um through the primary skill sets so you know, usually we'd have we'd have the funny yeah. discussions of you know, go for a random general skill to try and get dirty player or something like that. It's like no, that's not what you do with dwarfs. No, 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 all planned. Yeah, I don't think you would. Yeah, no randoms on on the the linemen. Uh, you've got um, they're so expensive. You're not going to be rinse and repeating them as regularly. Um, as you would on some of the 35 uh, to 60k or 50k rather uh, linemen that you get. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, everyone's primary chosen. Even if I had a death roller and I had it rolled, I think I would still go with primary chosen and would probably take guard. And if I got a second skill, I would take brawler. Um, but that's about it. Yep. Uh, Fs and butts. Aye. Yeah, there's a lot of its ifs and buts in that one, but I think fairly sta uh, fairly standard teams. The two ways that we've both built there, um, I I would agree. Rerolls aren't as important with this uh, this team because, like you said, you've got a lot of what you're doing is um, built in. So picking up the ball, sure hands on the runner, um, and blocking, block on everything bar mm -hmm. the runner. So the three the the three rerolls for me was, um, do I need to dodge with a runner or a blitzer to get out of out of trouble, um, and do I need to blitz my way out of the of trouble with it with a runner, um, and not have block initially at the start? I would probably hit a point where I might actually even cut a reroll, um. Uh, to save TV later in the season. Yep. Um, and if I was redrafting the for another season, I would probably keep some developed players and drop down a reroll as well. Mm -hmm. Um, 
for that reason. I just think uh, it's uh, they're like like you. I don't think they're a team that needs massive no. rerolls. Not at all. However, however, TV eleven fifty teams. Yeah. Do you want to get wild? Let's get wild. Okay. Yes. I'll go first. So TV eleven fifty yes. seven skills. So I'm going to go for two troll slayers. I'm going to go for two blitzers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go for two runners. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go for yes. six linemen. I'm going to go for three mm -hmm. team rerolls. And then I'm going to have two coaches, two kegs, two fan factor. On one five hole. Two kegs. You oh yeah, two, two leaders. Yeah, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah, yeah. I not not Bloodweiser yeah. kegs the the uh, the the cheerleaders yep. for a thingy okay the cheerleaders yep okay I can see that 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 being a good thing we've not we're not wildly different the only difference is really I've gone with four rerolls mm -hmm. instead of three and taken an ass coach yep. uh, but the the build is pretty much the same well, it's it's exactly the same um, so yeah um, I. Uh, I think. Uh, do, you, do you want to go through your Happily, skills? Yeah. Now you Yeah. Double check. I've got seven skills there. So, uh, with the NAF Championships 2023, so tier one teams, seven primary skills only. Mighty blow on a troll slayer. Tackle on a troll slayer. Mm -hmm. Mighty blow on a blitzer. Mighty blow on a blitzer. Block on one of the runners, and then two linemen with guard. Seven skills. Okay, a little bit different from me. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gone mighty blow on one troll slayer, um, guard on one blitzer, block on one runner, wrestle on the other, and then three block, uh, three guard blockers. Sorry. Right. So you've got one blitzer that's unskilled and one troll slayer that's unskilled. That is correct. Okay. Uh, you are not um, wrong, and I would argue I am also not wrong. Yeah, I think there's 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 ways that you uh, there's ways that you can use your team that would work really well. I think I am I am um, I'm looking at the three mighty blow. I think if you get the removals, yep. yes, yes, that that can make a massive difference. Um, I think there's some some. Areas that might have diminishing returns, but um, yeah, if you could, uh, removals are big, I think, now in, mm -hmm. in Blood Bowl. If you can get people off the pitch a lot, uh, it does make a massive difference. I'm, uh, especially as a lot of teams aren't going to be running Apos anymore. I know that the one weakness this, this skill set has is the two guard. If my opponent can target one and get it off the board, having one guard is light. I am. Um, and I remember this from when I played Chaos Dwarfs. And I only and I only yes. ran with two guard. I'm sure. Uh, I I always remember there was always a moment when I lost one. I, I really struggled. Um, but I am reluctant to drop below the three mighty blow, and you know I feel that uh, tackle on the troll slayer combined with. You know the frenzy that he, that he's got. That's he's a, a a key a key worker. 
a key worker, so to speak, um, for the dwarf team that I'd be envisioning. Yeah, um, I I think, um, so I mean the reason, yeah, I sometimes put tackle on a blitzer because they're quite mobile as well, but, um, uh, my general thought is I've I've got tackle on on the on all the blockers. So worst case scenario, I can probably free up mm-hmm. one. Um, the runners, I've got wrestle on one of them as well. Take somebody down. I've got the opportunity to do it like well, that. What? Um, yeah. yep. I think I think the the one thing that would swing me away from the mighty blow, the guard, uh, like. So the one the one key for the guard is guards active mm-hmm. all the time. Mighty Blow is only active on your turn now. Yep. So when you're hitting somebody, if you knock down somebody in their turn, it doesn't Mighty Blow doesn't apply anymore. Um whereas guard is active on my turn and my opponent's mm-hmm. turn. So I think that that's the only thing that would Towards, uh, um, guard over mighty blow. The one concern I've got about your skill set is the wrestle runner uh-huh. and um, fouling. Like I know that you know you've got guard, and you know, if he goes down, you know he's got. You know there'll be there'll be some assistance there to help him out, but um, you know with the. With the rise in popularity of the stunty teams, uh, and even you look yeah. back in some of the builds that we've talked about here on the podcast, we've always got a dirty player floating around. So fouling is more, you know, prevalent than I, than I think it used to be. I believe. Um, yeah. So I'd, I'd be nervous that your runner, you know, is, yeah, as soon as your runner hits the deck, somebody's going to jump on his face. So that 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 could happen, um, and that's something I would have to uh, play considerate of, and just uh, make sure he's reasonably well protected. Um, the only points I'd be really looking to to kind of utilise him really is uh, uh, making space or as a safety. So it, he'll probably be in the backfield on my opponent's mm-hmm. drive so they would have to have got past a good chunk of my players to, to leverage a foul on that player or something would have had to have gone really badly wrong and they'd have got a couple of my players off anyway uh, to, to get players over me um, on my drive I may even not run him uh, and keep him on the bench um, it depends. It would depend on what I was playing against. Um, you would hope that uh, playing against some of these uh, like foul build kind of stunty teams and stuff, you would chew through their team pretty quickly with the tackle and the block. Um, anyway, uh, that um, their chance of leverage and a, a, a wild foul on something like uh, that would be fairly yep. slim. Not to say that it can't and doesn't happen, though. We've all had somebody a speculative uh, single-player foul and go straight through the armour and, and murder uh, the, your player. So 
it can and does happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I would I would take that. Uh, I think. I mean, there is an argument for putting block on both of them, uh, or or whatever you for sure. Yeah, but that's that's why. But as um, I think as the rookie coaches can get a feel and an understanding that you know we are two different players, but we've pretty much arrived at very similar. Um, rosters and builds with the dwarfs, both for our league and our um, tournament builds. So, uh, and again, you know there was extra cash rolling about, but neither of us went for the death roller. What a thing. Yeah. Um, if it had been the previous NAF rules, I would have taken because the of the death double, roller. the double skill. Absolutely. Yes. And I'd have given it sneaky get. Yes. Because uh, dirty player plus two and sneaky get um, <laughs> and all that guard um, would just have been fantastic and, and was by the looks of it and uh, for some of the uh, dwarf teams that were playing at the NAF Championships this year. So, yeah, I think um, it would have been um, it would have been a good uh, good ch- uh, option, but yeah, not not anymore. I don't see the value in it now. So general rule of thumb, if the t- the tournament you're going to allows a double for or a secondary skill for dwarves, and it's got a decent TV eleven fifty or more, you will be needing to consider taking a death roller. For sure. So the next um, bit is then: yeah. Would the dwarves win a tournament? Rating out of ten, ten being nailed on, these guys can win a tournament, and one being no, they can't. What's your rating? Seven. You go seven. I'd give them seven. an eight. No, I think I think your problem is it's very much dependent on the the what you come up against because there are loads of teams out there that would just rifle your game, and you're going to end up drawing. Or you're uh, might one nil it and not get many casualties, and your strength of uh, sorry your tiebreakers yep. would be shit. Um, that's not to say that they can't win it. And there was a dwarf team on the top table at the NAF Championships mm-hmm. this year. So, and that's part of the reason why I'm saying eight. Um, you know if yeah, I, I'm I'm not saying yeah, I'm not saying that, that yeah. I, I would say you could probably push it to an eight, given the tournament. They certainly wouldn't drop below a seven for me at the moment. Um, yeah, I think um, I think they they do have potential to struggle against some teams. Though. What what I would and, say about uh, the dwarfs, though, and for a rookie coaches, and I might not have said this before about any other teams, is that these are a good first team for a player. It's just new to bolt out to <laughs> new to blood the bolt action. It's new to blood bolt. Um, the dwarfs are a good team that come with a lot of skills. They're very forgiving, um, and they're good to learn with. Uh, no, I, I would um, say. I think that I think. I disagree a little bit. I think they they would they possibly would be a team that might put people off, uh, because they aren't. 
I, I don't disagree with them that they're good for learning. They're great for learning positioning. Um, and they do have a safety net and the armor's high, but block bar the runners. Um, but I think the fact that they don't win as easily unless you know exactly what you're doing mm. with them uh, would be more problematic for newer players. Um, the, the slow movement as well. Um, yeah, I don't think they're a bad team to learn with. There's worse. There's worse out there, but uh, I wouldn't encourage a brand new player to go to wars. And that's where the great thing about this podcast is: we've got different opinions. So the rookie yeah. coaches can listen to you. They can listen to me, or they can switch off and listen to another popular Blood Bowl podcast. Don't, don't choose. Don't choose option think... three, people. That's a dumb option. No, I think I think um, generally, and we've all we've all had this uh, in leagues. People who play dwarves take pelters because dwarves are boring, and uh, um, it's quite spawny. Especially if you take dwarves in a league that's full of stunty teams and uh, elves and stuff like that. But. Uh, yeah, I I don't have a problem with them. They they are they can be as interesting as you make them, um, and you can learn you can learn a lot from playing them. Um, so I don't, a bit dismissive to say that they're they're boring mm-hmm. as such. Uh, so yeah, good good a good team. Do you want to talk about the star players for them? Uh, I'm not going to go through them all, but I will tell you if you have enough money to take Griff. You take Griff, because <laughs> Griff, surrounded by is a bunch absolutely of dwarves, lethal. Is is unreal. Um, you could possibly make an argument for taking, um, maybe taking Carla or uh, Ivor Erickson as well. Uh, but meh, I would take Griff all day, every day, if I had the money. Um, I would save up money in my treasury so I could take Griff <laughs> <laughs> towards the end of the season in games that it yeah. mattered. Um, yeah, I think he's a. It's amazing that he gets to play for them now um, for the dwarf team. There, there are definitely Griff builds um, for tournaments as well. Would I take a Griff build to a tournament? Absolutely. If it allowed a star player on a dwarf team, yes, I would consider yep. that for sure. Sometimes, um, yep. But that—that's about it, you know. Like if you're looking at Morg, I would probably rather take uh, Griff and maybe a bribe even, and start fouling with some of the uh, the long beards or blocker line. <laughs> you're showing your age there, mate. Jesus, um, yeah. Uh, I don't think I would take anything. There's nothing much else in there that's... No. Um, no. No. So, no. there you go. I'm not there you go, Ricky Coaches. That is uh, the Dwarf, so hopefully you guys will get some enlightenment from, from our sage wisdoms that we've passed on, or, or not. Um, and then I think the next section 
I get to rage a little bit. Oh yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear the because uh, I've only seen the yep. mini. So rant. I think it was the last episode, or maybe the episode before that. During our, um, you know, cash money guess, I had said that I spent some money on scenery for bolt action. Um, and my yes. plan was to take that scenery, add it to my own collection, and I was going to be using the table at the Megatron 3000 with it. And, uh, mm. you know, the, the company is called Emperor Toad's Emporium. And... You know, they've got an eBay shop, which is quite well trafficked. And I've, I, I think I actually followed him for quite a while. Um, I liked his Facebook page just because I liked some of the scenery that was coming out. And I liked the price, but I was never in desperate need of any. But with a tournament coming up, I wanted to have a couple of tables worth of scenery in my back pocket. Just in case I needed to um, to put them into the pool. And I knew that I was needing some barricades and walls and hedges, so I placed an order with him. And the communication was nice and quick. He asked me what sort of mixture of terrain I wanted. So I just, you know, four hedges, four walls, four sections of bocage, and, you know, bits and pieces, because it's all been made to order. Um, yeah. You know, and I'd seen pictures. It wasn't, you know world-class scenery but it was just good serviceable stuff and that's all I, that's all i was really after um you know some fences and like sort of half fence half hedge stuff so place the order and you know i kind of forgot about it and, and then i think it was sort of two and a half to three weeks later and nothing had arrived and i just sent the guy a message because i had i had lots of packages arriving my sponsors were delivering price price support to to my house, and I'm sure people around the world and our listeners will know that there's a, a lot of um, spam and fraudulent emails and text messages that go around asking you to confirm details to have packages delivered. Uh, so yes, you know whenever somebody said they were going to send something to me. I always ask, what is your um, method of delivery? You know, are you using FedEx or UPS or you know local postal service? What is it you're going to use? Just so I know I have to keep an eye out for it. And so nothing was arriving from this guy. So I messaged, but nothing. You know, he went past, two days went past. I sent more messages, a few more messages. Um, and then when you get blanked for a week, you know, the frustration started to build. Uh, so, you know, I went down the path of um, doing a sort of a discreet post on his Facebook page. Uh, and nothing came of that. Then I think I was tired one night and I dug deeper into the company and I found the gentleman who, who owned and operated it. Uh, and he had posted publicly, you know, associating himself with his company through Facebook. So it wasn't a, you know, a, a strange stalker thing. So I decided to send him a message directly. I sent the same message to his um, Facebook company, Emperor Toads Emporium. I sent an email and then I also went on eBay to send a message through my eBay account to his um and then it was late one night, I got a message saying that he would be in touch the next day. 
that was from his private account. And then from his company account, he said, I will start making, I'll make it tomorrow. I'll start making it tomorrow. And that was after three weeks after I'd paid up front. Yes. And so then another week went past and nothing. I had received nothing, no more communications. And through my different prompts and stuff, uh, a few other people got in touch with me to say that they were also waiting on, on products that hadn't arrived, including uh, a local player to Scotland who had dropped a, a lot more money than I had um, on scenery, on recommendation from somebody else within our community. Uh, and then that was, at that moment, I decided, nah, enough's enough. Uh, so I, I cut loose with, uh, you know, one of those public Facebook posts, you know, has anybody had dealings with Emperor Toads Emporium? What's the deal? You know, I've re not received my product, etc., etc., etc. Proper Karen style, you know, what the fuck is going on? You know, having given this guy ample opportunity to handle it privately and just deliver, you know, what I'd ordered. And then responses of people. You know, it's currently in real world, it's August 2022. Uh, one guy posted saying that he had ordered stuff last October and he was still waiting for some of it. And it's like, what? Jesus. You're crazy. Other people had posted that, yeah, we, we ordered stuff that never arrived. Or, you know, then other people that I know well in the community, not just here, but in Denmark and in, um, and in England, had said that, yeah, I ordered a bunch, I ordered a whole table's worth of terrain from him. He didn't pack it correctly. So when it arrived, it was just bits. And it's like, oh, what? This is just nuts. And then once all this bad um, sort of feedback came from the community, I just hit the PayPal uh, complaint button and uh, I got a refund, a full refund within six hours. That's how quick PayPal reacted to my complaint. That money was back in my account within six hours. That's just... Ah, that was so fast. Um, so I left them a negative uh, Google review for Emperor Toad's Emporium. And I left them a negative Facebook review for Emperor Toad's Emporium. And I will never use them again, nor will I ever recommend them again. Uh, I was furious to have been time-wasted uh, by this guy. And also... Uh, in the end, to not have the product I wanted to use um, at a tournament, where he would have, you know, had his had his stuff viewed, um, you know, by by our community, uh, foreign and domestic. So yes, thank you for nothing, Emperor Toads Emporium. Uh, I got my money back. Thank you, PayPal. Your service is excellent. Yeah, I think, like. So one of the, this guy obviously could have had any amount of shit going on, which is on is is understandable it's, to a degree. Um, if that's communicated in some sort of manner to people he's selling things to, so like if he'd come back to you pretty much straight away and said, "Look, mate, my wife's just died, or my I've I've my kids just got cancer, or what." Um, and explained that there was a problem. Um, you will get it. It will just be a little bit mm -hmm. slower. 
Um, that opens the dialogue. You can say, well, I'm sorry um, to hear that, blah, blah, blah. I would still like a refund or, or what have you. Or yes, I'm happy to wait three weeks, four weeks. Uh, but the radio silence bullshit. If you're running a, a business, um, you need to be accountable for dealing with your customers um, and just ignoring them uh, for <laughs> for three weeks and then popping up and saying, oh yeah, I'll sort it, and then just not doing anything about it and not following in um, is just, it's just shit. You know, um, there was a guy, I, I won't name and, and shame uh, on this podcast as well, because it, it, it's uh, for this one, but, but there was a guy in the Blood Bowl community uh, who did something fairly similar and it transpired that there was some stuff going on in his life um, which yes does humanize things for, for people, but fuck if he just put a post on his uh, um, Facebook thing or his business thing saying um, I've got there's a personal issue at the moment, uh, things are running slower as a um, mm -hmm. that'd be fine, but that person was ignoring uh, a customer chasing them up and still posting shit. Uh, that they were selling on uh, on their Facebook page, so they obviously had enough time to put posts up about what they were selling, uh, but not enough time to reply to a customer who they were yeah. dodging. Um, yeah, I, it's just simple kind of uh, business. You treat your customers like shit. Uh, I think you probably deserve to uh lose yeah. customers yeah and that's, you know, that's the thing I'd, i had time in hand to, to wait a bit longer but you know ifs and buts money back won't use them again um but it's been a long time since i've encountered you know such poor service um within our hobby for for anything like that um so yeah just disappointed yeah. and it just set me off so okay yeah and, understandable so yeah product Product rage, company rage, y'all just got raged. Yeah, I think I think maybe we should just have a rage section. Just rage, yeah. General yeah. rage, the shit, shit section. section. Um, let's yeah. skip on to the next section, mate. You've um, you've got a blood bowl tournament to talk about to finish off the the day. Oh, fuck yes! Sorry, can I steal your thunder? I've just just a tiny no. tiny bit. <laughs> I yeah. would like to do a shout out. Uh, the big V happened. Um, oh, I Johnny tournament down yeah. in uh, in Australia in Victoria. Uh, the big V. I mm -hmm. think there were eighty two players that that took part. Something like that. Uh, yeah. My good friend and old uh, game and buddy Mark Unsworth uh, got the best sportsmanship at the Big V, and I'd just like to do a shout-out to congratulate him. He's a top fucking bloke. Uh, and I'm happy to um, to have heard that he got a good award. So, well done, Marky Mark. You're a good lad. Yep. Good shit. Uh, uh, the, the Big V seems to be a very popular and well-run mm -hmm. tournament. Um, speaking yeah. of tournaments, um, so, myself and Al uh, have run uh Previously in Aberdeen, uh, a tournament called Granite Bowl. Um, we last ran it in 2019. That was Granite right. Bowl 3. Uh, 
we were going to run it in 2020 and then the world collapsed around us and it was cancelled. Uh, I decided not to run it last year uh, because um, it was still too soon um, with with all the things that were going on. And then this year, I was we used to run it in May, um, but then obviously UKTC and uh, NAF Championships are both in April and at the start of April, end of April, start of May now. Um, so I wasn't keen on running it in, in that time period. Uh, I struggled to get a venue for a long time. I have finally got a venue and it is going ahead as a one-day tournament on October the 15th. I, uh, it's like a weight off because I mean, I, I enjoy doing it, uh, but I, I was getting really stressed out about uh, not being able to uh, secure a venue because the greedy fuckers who run venues up in Aberdeen <laughs> uh, are just being fucking ridiculous given the circumstances. Now, yes, energy is more expensive than it used to be, stuff's gone up. Uh, yes, it has. But I'm sure they would rather have people at their venue uh, than not at their venue. Uh, so, um, thankfully, uh, Holborn Bar in Aberdeen are, are, are home this year. And we'll see how we get on with that um, for maybe tournaments going forward. But yes, um, October 15th, £15. Um, Eurobowl rule set. Um, sponsors that we've got nailed on already um, are uh, Artis Opus, uh, the brush maker, uh, and uh, Mantic Games. Um, you know something? Like I, I love Mantic mm-hmm. Games purely for the fact they're quite happy to support other companies' <laughs> uh, tour events, and and I love the fact that they're quite happy. Games Workshop tournaments. Games Workshop aren't happy to support their own uh, uh, t- uh, games yep. tournaments. Um, so, a big shout out to Mantic uh, because uh, they have a sense of and uh, <laughs> they, they they clearly like sticking it to GW, which is great. Um, I, I love GW as well, but I mean they are pretty. Uh, given how big they are, they could easily support some stuff. Yep. Anyway. I hear you. Um, other, other, um, other sponsors still to be confirmed, uh, but I, I do have a few in the bag at the moment uh, that I, I can't confirm right now. And um, we have a tournament gift uh, that has been uh, designed partly by our um, one of my league mates, uh, Ross Anderson. Uh, his uh, logo features on it. Uh, but the rest of the design's been uh, pulled together by Charlie Victor Products, uh, who everybody will be aware of because they do a lot of tokens and and stuff like that for the Blood Bowl community. Um, and I think they're nice. So anybody who will is attending the tournament will get one of those as an attendee's gift. Um, you can also buy extra ones. If you're attending the tournament, if there are any left over, I will be selling the fuckers. So uh, we'll find out uh, sooner uh, rather than later, around October oh. time. There may be some available to the wider community at that point. Too easy. 
Any questions? How so. do people find the event? How do they buy tickets? You go into Facebook and you type Granite Bowl uh, 4, uh, 4 being in Roman numerals, so IV, uh, and you find it on Facebook events. And you can send me your monies via the PayPal uh, friends and family um, thing at that point uh we we've currently there, there's an allocation of 30 tickets and we've sold 27 oh. already um there is a good chance um i will open up another 10 tickets if we go past uh to the 30 uh, i would need to confirm that with the venue but uh we probably will be able to jump up to that um so if anybody is interested just give uh just give me your money 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 I won't spend it on crack. It all goes back into, uh, well, I will spend it on crack. It goes back into prices. <laughs> <laughs> but I won't spend it on crack for me. I don't make Obviously, like, uh, put a lot of money back into the prize pool and, um, and stuff. So, yeah. Beautiful. That's I it. think that about wraps up episode 29. Hey, yeah. Right, rookie coaches. We'll see you sometime in the future. Take care. Fucking Danny DeVito.